Hello, and welcome to another episode of Delta Pod, your community connection. Brought to you by the Delta Center for Economic Development here on the Arkansas State University campus in Jonesboro, Arkansas. My name is Matthew Shreve, and I will be your host. Occasionally, we will play host to other members of the Delta Center team, which is this inaugural episode's goal, to introduce each of them and their role at the Delta Center. These guests for today include Andrea Allen, the Director of the Center, Cliff Jones, Deputy Director, Frankie Gillum, who is the Community and Economic Development Specialist, Mary Margaret Jackson, who leads the University Center as Director, Maria Bedwell, our Fiscal Support Specialist, and lastly, myself to which I assist with technical support and graphic design. To kick off the podcast, I'd like to begin with introducing the director of the Delta Center, Andrea Allen. Andrea was here in the studio earlier today to introduce herself and what we can expect from her team. We have two parts to this interview, and we're going to begin with the first segment. You'll have to stay tuned to the latter half of the episode for part two, where we meet with her once again to close out the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I am so excited to kick off the Delta Center's podcast with an episode about the mission services and resources of the Arkansas State University Delta Center for Economic Development. Um, as you said, I'm the executive director of the Delta Center, but I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by a great team, both internally and externally across campus. So a little bit about me. Um, my career has been focused on being a resource connector. I was born and raised in the Twin Cities of Walnut Ridge and Hoxie. Northeast Arkansas is home and very special to me. After graduating from Arkansas State University, I started my career working for a U.S. Senator, and I now have, believe it or not, over 25 years of matching tools and resources with communities. 25 years is a long time. 25 years. <laughs> I don't like to talk about the length of time there, but um, my journey to the Delta Center is an interesting one. I was working for a U.S. congressman in his local office here in Jonesboro and selected to go through the Delta Leadership Institute program. It's a leadership program uh, sponsored by the Delta Regional Authority that the Delta Center helps administer as a part of a university consortium. So I went through the leadership program and absolutely fell in love with it and equipping others with tools and resources needed to help in their own communities. Now, is that leadership program still available? It is absolutely still available and the Delta Center is still a part of it. And so now I get to work on the administrative side of it rather than as a participant. And it's very exciting because we can see things occurring um, across eight states with eight states within the footprint of the Delta Regional Authority and sharing best practices from Illinois down to New Orleans. Wow. Um, and so a lot of really good things and connections come out of that. And the, there's a very active um, alumni group involved too, over 600 members now who stay in touch with each other and help each other with whatever projects they're working on at the time. So what's it like now being on the administrative side of that? Um, well, I get to meet uh, everyone going through the program, and it's from all walks of life. It's people in the private sector who are in, um, like I said, development, construction companies, uh, those who work for the government. Um, we have people like here in Arkansas from the Arkansas Economic Development Commission going through the program. 
um, your local economic developers and chamber directors going through, um, people from small business technology and development centers going through. Um, so it's all walks of life, but bringing all of them together to collaborate on projects, uh, you get great results. And then you also have a helping hand for just about any resource you could need, you have someone to call on. That's good. That's good to hear. I know a lot of people would be interested in that. Um, what other uh, aspects of your life do you have to tell us about? Um, well, my, my career, again, I've worked for a U.S. Senator, a U.S. Congressman. I think I've worked just about in every level of government. I worked for, at the time, the fourth fastest growing city in Arkansas, which was Cabot. And, I did not know that. Yes, and I was the operations director to the mayor, and um, we, we worked on some very exciting projects. I uh, built a community center. Um, I even got a, a tax pass to, to build the community center. Yes, and, and so it was, it was at such a time that the community was really growing, and it's still growing, um, but, you know, you had all of the normal um, uh, problems and opportunities that our cities face, um, you know, traffic issues, uh, road issues, always financial issues. How do you pay for the upgrades that are needed? Um, because they are needed before everyone actually moves there, and you know they're coming, and so how do you do that? That's a good point. Um, so I, I learned so much there. The place that I probably learned the most, though, was working as the director of the Family Readiness Program for the National Guard Professional Education Center. I'm not actually familiar with that one. What is that program? And so it is um, each National Guard uh, unit has a Family Readiness Program, and it started back, I guess, during Iraq and uh, um, Afghanistan when we were deploying our National Guard troops. Um, overseas, and it was working with their families and ensuring they had everything they needed uh, should their soldier be deployed quickly, um, and then checking in with them to make sure that they were okay and having a program in place to stay in touch while their spouse was serving overseas and make sure that their children were okay, and, and putting programs together to kind of build a family beyond your immediate family, but those who um, whose spouses also serve in the National Guard so that they could rely on each other and have that uh, uh, network of, of comfort and caring. What is the Delta Center? How did it come to be in the Jonesboro area? So the, uh, the Delta Center for Economic Development at Arkansas State University actually started in July of 2000. Um, prior to that, um, there we Arkansas State University was a university center designated by the U.S. Economic Development Administration, and it joined with the College of Business to create a new division called the Delta Center for Economic Development. The mission over the years has not changed much. You know, with the onset of technology, everything changes. Um, but uh, first and foremost, the Delta Center is here to help build strong communities beyond campus by being that connector between the university and the knowledge base and the resources found on campus and connecting them to communities in hopes of, they, of helping them find their path to prosperity. Um, and that's what the Delta Center is, is all about. That's kind of the history of it. I mean, Mark Young, who's the uh, CEO of the Jonesboro Chamber of Commerce and Jonesboro Unlimited, was the very first um, executive director of the Delta Center for Economic Development. He's been a fantastic resource for me um, because he's here locally and um, has uh, a wealth of information to share with me about programs that are needed, programs that worked when he was the director. 
and so forth. And so I, uh, I'm very excited to be here. Again, my whole background was in connecting resources, and there's no better place to do that than the Delta Center for Economic Development. Upon scheduling this first episode, the Delta Center actually gained a new member. Mary Margaret Jackson has joined the team leading the University Center. DeltaPod saw this as a wonderful opportunity to introduce her to the community and see what all she has to offer from her new position at the Delta Center. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at the Delta Center. Well, I'm a Jonesboro native and I moved back home to Arkansas about five years ago. My educational background is in political science and city and regional planning. And I have worked at the local, state, federal, and congressional levels and with academic institutions on various projects and programs over the course of my career. Been an adjunct instructor with A-State for a few years, but now I'm proud to call myself a full-time Red Wolf and to be part of the exciting work here at the Delta Center. What I do here is that I serve as the manager for the Delta Center's University Center program. This is a program supported by the Economic Development Administration that is designed to link the numerous resources within colleges and universities to support community and economic development strategies in underserved regions of the country. And A-State faculty members have provided valuable technical assistance to various communities in the Arkansas Delta through this program, such as economic impact analysis, uh, strategic planning, and market research for community leaders. But also through this program, the university delivers essential workforce training to area businesses and industries. Mary Margaret, can you also speak some on the Arkansas COVID Recovery and Resilience Initiative that you're a part of? Right. Yeah, that is the other big project that I'm working <laughs> on. Um, in 2020, A-State's University Center program received additional funding through the CARES Act to create a COVID-19 recovery and resiliency plan for the state. And to do this, we have teamed up with UALR's Arkansas Economic Development Institute, the planning and development districts across Arkansas, and community stakeholders. Together, we're going to assess the impact of COVID-19 across the state and to develop regional strategies for rebuilding the economy. And also, we're working on developing recommendations to become more resilient towards future disasters. Uh, we're so thankful that you're going to be here on our Delta Center team, especially with your background and experience. It's going to be a wonderful asset for all of us. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mary Margaret. I was able to briefly chat with Cliff Jones, the Deputy Director for the Delta Center. Delta Pod was lucky to be able to pull him away from his busy schedule. And here is a clip from that now. We now have our deputy director here with us today, and that's Cliff Jones. Cliff Jones, thank you for, so much for joining us today. Thank you for hosting the Delta Center team, Matt. I appreciate it. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, Cliff, um, some things that maybe our listeners don't know, and what you do here for the Delta Center. Sure. Uh, as you mentioned, my name is Cliff Jones. I'm a native of Forest City, Arkansas. My educational background includes a degree in business, a master's in public administration, and a doctoral degree in educational administration. I've served as an adjunct and full-time faculty, as well as a dean and vice president at community colleges in Louisiana, Texas, and Arkansas, and I currently serve as the deputy director for the Delta Center. So Cliff, I hear that the Delta Center offers a professional development course and training opportunities. 
Uh, could you elaborate some on that? Sure, I'd be glad to share some of the partnerships and opportunities we have for professional education and training. Uh, first, we maintain a partnership with Arkansas Manufacturing Solutions. The group has a location here in the Delta Center and works closely with many public and private organizations to bring resources to Arkansas manufacturers. We also have a partnership with Arkansas State University Newport for workforce training. Certified educational units and certified professional units are also managed at the Delta Center. The Arkansas State Childhood Services and Arkansas Association for Colleges and University Business Offices are examples. We also offer an online project management course and other workforce training services. Finally, we're always looking to partner with other Arkansas State University colleagues on projects. Recent examples in that area include assisting in developing a strategic plan for downtown Osceola with Dr. Bill Rowe, participating in global entrepreneurship with Laura Miller of the SBTDC and Luna Acosta of the Catalyst Innovation Center and Keith Gamble of Arkansas Manufacturing Solutions, as well as Dr. Hilary Schlomer of the College of Business. We've also produced a webinar on emotional wellness with Dr. Brooke Laurent of NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cliff. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say? I think that's about it, Matt. Thank you so Fantastic. much for making this happen. The Delta Center has a great website hosted by the Arkansas State University Jonesboro website. Using the search bar, you can navigate to their page by typing Delta Center for Economic Development. If your business needs some extra team development exercises, or if you find yourself in need of professional development training, as Cliff mentioned, they offer a professional development course which you can navigate to from their homepage. Cliff also spoke about numerous partnerships, including Arkansas Manufacturing Solutions. If you'd like to know more about them or would like to partner with them, you can visit their website at www.mfgsolution.org. One of the great things that came from the Delta Center is A-State Innovate. In our second part of the interview with Andrea, she will touch on them in more detail, but if you'd like to visit their website as well to follow along, you can find them at astateinnovate.com. A great resource for businesses to come out of that is the Incubator Space, a location dedicated to entrepreneurs hoping to get their business off the ground if they are looking for temporary locations to set up. I was able to chat with Maria Bedwell, who shed some light on the topic. Maria, how are you doing today? I'm good. Good to hear. Uh, tell us a little bit, about, a little bit about these spaces and what our listeners can expect about the rental process. The Delta Center on campus has meeting and event space available to rent. Out of the four meeting rooms that we have, they are able to see anywhere from 14 to 90 individuals when they're opened up at full capacity. Uh, we offer accommodations for any meeting and event that is needed, such as catering, presentation equipment, on occasions, we've been asked to supply materials such as um, handouts, flip charts, things of that sort. So we also offer that. That's good to know. Now, if somebody was going to apply for these rental spaces, do they need to be a student or can they also be from the public? So it can it can be anyone. Um, of course, keep in mind that these spaces do come at a charge normally for students or we'd say like another department on campus. We try to do in-house and keep it free for if it's a student activity that it's being used for, but um, the public is able to rent these spaces if they choose to. We just have more of a history dealing with business and industry because they, they, uh, they like to meet outside of their workspace to do employee trainings, do company meetings, or sometimes just host special events. Okay. And do, you, do, the, do our listeners have an email address they can contact in order to be able to reach you? Um, yes. 
The Delta Center generic email for us is dced at astate.edu. Right, wonderful to hear. Um, now, the incubator space, is that uh, on a separate location or do they need, need to go to the Delta Center to be able to rent either? So they do need to still contact the Delta Center to rent it, but it is a separate location. It's located on Kruger Drive in the manufacturing and industry part of town. Um, the business incubator space also has a few rooms available to rent, and it has incubator startup space for businesses, startup companies, and we have... You have a computer lab? Yes, we have okay. a computer lab um, that's available to rent as well. And we actually get a lot of schools that will contact us to use the computer lab because they'll do ACT testing or some type of prep. Oh, fantastic. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. So um, out of those, I think we have some pretty good things that we offer that not too many people are aware of, and we're trying to fix that. Well, I look forward to having you on future episodes. And if anything changes as far as what's available to rent or anything, we'll definitely inform our listeners and we'll have you come on to the show again for that. Thank you so much for being here today, Maria, and have a good afternoon. Thank you. Since we are at the episode's midpoint, I'd like to mention three resources that might be of use to you, your business, and our community. Since the name of the podcast and future episodes will center around COVID-19 and what we can do to move forward, these resources are geared to educate. Our first resource is MobiCard. COVID-19 has all but obliterated our normal routines that we all had. The devastation is easily seen in our businesses. This application offers digital networking for those businesses. Need to exchange a business card, but aren't able to do it in person? MobiCard can help. By incorporating your business card digitally, you can share it to other businesses and track who has taken one. Stay more informed with MobiCard. Visit their website at www.freemobicard.com. Our second resource is a new database derived from the partnership of the U.S. Department of Commerce Economic Development Administration, the Arkansas Economic Development Institute, and the Delta Center for Economic Development called Arkansas EDA COVID-19 Recovery and Resiliency Initiative. These groups have created an Arkansas Recovery and Resiliency Plan. With the two Arkansas EDAs mentioned above, they will join forces with eight other EDA districts in Arkansas to provide training, documentation, resources and planning for local governments, schools, small businesses, the healthcare community, manufacturing, and other entities affected by this unprecedented pandemic. One of the best features currently on the website is its dashboard, an interactive tool that compares data for Arkansas, its counties, and peer states to give a snapshot of the pandemic's impact. Visit the Delta Center's website for a direct link to the Arkansas EDA COVID-19 Recovery and Resiliency Initiative website. Last but not least, we have a website geared to restoring your community. RestoreYourEconomy.org is a resource website for up-to-date information related to COVID-19 and its economic impacts. It is managed by the International Economic Development Council, 
with ample support from the U.S. Economic Development Administration and IEDC's Economic Development Research Partners Program. They have COVID-19 webinars, business assistance, impact surveys, crisis communications, and even templates. You can visit this website at restoreyoureconomy.org. Again, that email address is dced at astate.edu. If you wish to schedule a meeting for a place for your business, or if you need an actual space for business startup. My next guest for today is Frankie Gillum, the Community and Economic Development Specialist at the Delta Center. It's not often that you find someone as enthusiastic about their job as Frankie. And without spoiling anything, let's proceed to that interview. Thank you so much for joining with us, Frankie. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you. No problem. Uh, so I hear, Frankie, that you are the Community and Economic Development Specialist here at the Delta Center. How did you get your start in that field? Well, the uh, it's interesting. I, I live in Paragould, Arkansas, which is just north of Jonesboro, and was working in a bank in 1989 when I uh, became involved with our local chamber of commerce. I eventually took a position there, and... Um, that organization has a decades-long legacy of uh, economic development success, recruiting manufacturing, um, and just building a really good, strong economy. So I, I fell in love with that part of our chamber work. And a few years into my work there, I guess by the early 1990s, that conversation really began to evolve we started looking at economic development in a more holistic way, um, considering how the community should look, what the community should offer. And so that launched us into a community and economic development program that just um, was really um, unique to the area. At the time, we had focus group meetings. We engaged with the community at large. Um, and has some real success in improving the community, doing betterment projects. That work really sparked my interest. And I wanted to, when the Delta Center then came about in 2001, I was really interested in working in that same capacity on a more regional basis. I'm from a small town. I love small towns. <laughs> and so it really appealed to me to carry that work out in a bigger way. My early years with the Delta Center were, were invaluable. The learning experience was just incredible. Um, we were enlisted by the state agency to do economic base analysis for about 12 counties in northeastern Arkansas. So I was introduced to data collection and analysis. And when I talk about data collection and analysis, I'm talking about population characteristics, social characteristics, household income, family income, all of those data sets. Um, and I really love that work as we continue to do these types of, of reports. Uh, we were enlisted to take it to the next level and called upon to do feasibility studies and uh, economic impact analysis. And that's when we developed those strong relationships with our university faculty that Mary Margaret alluded to that continues to be so important today. 
Um, another type of work we'd done in those first, that first decade or so that I was with the Delta Center are case studies. We, we enlisted and took community leaders, which included local elected officials, civic leaders, Chamber of Commerce officials, economic development practitioners, to places across the United States that were doing um, interesting community and economic development work. We targeted rural states um, and collected these stories, this information, and put it into case studies, which became the basis for a lot of our strategic planning in the region. We were able to show firsthand how Communities, small towns were using their natural assets, their built assets, all those things to grow their economy. Manufacturing and, and that type of economic development is still core to a strong economy, but not doing just that one thing became our mantra. You know, we, we said do that, but also do this. Um, I'll never forget, we were at dinner <clears throat> in a small town in North Carolina, and uh, a local economic developer, we had just visited the town of Columbia, North Carolina, which is one of the last towns as you leave the mainland and go out to the Outer Banks. They have built this vibrant artist retreat for artists that, that go to the Outer Banks to work. And it was just a, a great, very methodical approach to creating something special. And uh, the, the economic developer from Newport, Arkansas said, I'm not going to wait. We were talking about what could we do to, to, to put together this money at the state level to inspire communities to do things like this. Again, he said, I'm not waiting. Six months later, he had his first art show Fast forward a decade later, and he now runs the um, Delta Blue Bridge Arts event that attracts people from states from all over. You know, 700 people, uh, artists attend. It's just incredible. So doing those kinds of things and looking out there for best practices uh, has really been a strong feature of what we do here, too. Well, Frankie, um, your wingspan is quite vast in what you've been able to experience and learn from in the history that you've been here. Well, I appreciate that, Matt. Um, but I, I think that comment is just indicative of what economic development is today. Right. Because it is not ju doing just one thing and stopping. It is very comprehensive or should be very comprehensive. Well, in, in that time frame that you been involved in the community and economic development since your start. Have you noticed any big changes that have occurred or maybe have things just kind of kept the same? I, no, I think there has been change. Um, you know, again, going back to first entering the, the, the field, I guess, of community and economic development, the, the core conversation was always around recruitment, business recruitment. And again, there is no doubt that is absolutely vital to a strong economy. We must bring new money to the state. We must bring new money to the region, to the community in the way of payroll dollars and, and new build outs and investment. But um, I think our towns are thinking about ways to 
generate money and grow their economy, like doing uh, recreational mm -hmm. activities. And looking at the river system, again, in Northeast Arkansas, Randolph County has five rivers that run through it, and they get that. And, you know, they're thinking all the time about how to really be the best version of themselves to bring people to be on their rivers, to shop in their places, to buy their gasoline, their food. So I do think that the there has been a shift of thinking about how to, um, again, grow the economy. Well, it's so inspiring to hear you talk about community and economic development. I would hope that and all of our leaders in that field are have as much enthusiasm as you do. Um, I'm so glad you're here with us today, Frankie. Um, I've been informed that you work closely with DRA and DLI. Uh, to our listeners who might not be familiar with them, uh, who are they? And um, can you give us a quick overview? Surely. The Delta Regional Authority is a uh, federal-state partnership that was uh, developed under the Clinton administration signed into law by the Bush administration in 2000. Uh, the DRA, or Delta Regional Authority, um, is a, uh, it services eight states, from southern Illinois to southern Louisiana, 252 counties, oh my which includes uh, counties in the Black Belt of Alabama. Um, the Black Belt of Alabama is a region known for its rich soil, okay. and, and thus that name. Uh, in 2013, the agency um, released a request for proposal to run a leadership program that had been in existence for several years. Uh, the Delta Center responded to that RFP and was selected along with two other universities to administer the program. This was in 2013. So whenever we were, when we come together with the group, we were asked to Use, I guess they had looked at our experiences in traveling and looking at other places and doing the case studies. So they asked us to create a similar version of that, but in this region. So we create field experiences for the class. There's about six sessions on an annual basis, and we take this group someplace, again, to look at um, innovative, creative approaches to community and economic development. Um, we also are the lead in running the uh, alumni piece of that of that leadership program. There are about 600 alumni. Um, and with that work, we are tasked with going into the states and having professional development, uh, state meetings. We organize an annual conference. We're responsible for the communications, which includes a newsletter, weekly updates, social media. So my work has really shifted over the last seven years or so to more leadership development focus, but it's been a labor of love that has been incredible. I think one of the things that we um, embrace and are most proud of at the Delta Center is that when we submitted our proposal, um, there was a call for developing um, more, a more vibrant projects for the alumni. We got in touch with the Harvard Kennedy School of Government and asked if they would be interested in having a group of people from this part of the states to come up and study in the government program. 
They were very enthusiastic and said yes. So we were able to include that as part of our proposal. DRA leadership was equally enthusiastic. So fast forward to today, and we have had about 200 alumni uh, that has gone through the Delta Leadership Program go to Harvard, study for a week long. It's very intensive. It's almost think tanky. They come back, and um, we have had people that go through the program say it was literally life-changing. One man in particular was my seatmate, and he is a longtime USDA rural director. And um, I'm thinking, how does Bobby Goode from Tennessee feel about this? He's been in public service his whole life. So we were wrapping up the session, and he leans in, and he tells uh, the professor, uh, Martin Linsky, who was just brilliant, that this has changed his way of thinking about how he wants to give back to his community and to his state going forward. Uh, that's fantastic. Your enthusiasm on this topic is so infectious, Frankie. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners are wondering as well, um, is there a website they can go to to sign up for these professional development classes? Um, can you give us an address for that? I, absolutely. If you are interested in going through the Delta Leadership Institute, go to dra.gov. And there you will see the portal that will lead you directly to information about that uh, opportunity. And um, the class is in session now. There will be another round of applications, uh, open application process that begins usually in midsummer and closes in late summer. So absolutely, dra.gov. Thank you so much, Frankie. Frankie, it's been so nice to have you on the on the show today. Uh, I've enjoyed you being here with us, and I can't wait for working with you even more so in the future. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? I just want to say that, you know, I, 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 I think that the Delta Center, I'm as excited about the work that we do here now as I was in 2001. And I think that we're about to see a major reset button in this country. I think people are they want to come home. They're, they're leaving the East Coast, the West Coast. They want to come back to middle <laughs> America. And I, and I think that um, there's just a, so much opportunity here in the Delta. And mm -hmm. I look forward to uh, seeing what's next. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, we see this trend, especially in fashion and even in some government situations where we're returning to the past in a way. So saying yeah. that people are wanting to return back home instead of being, you know, up in the city. Uh, it's kind of interesting to think about. Oh, listen, I, we could have a whole podcast on that because as we've done <laughs> strategic planning over the years, the conversations with um, the younger generation and how they're so in tune with local, wanting to buy local, wanting to uh, grow their own food. They want to buy lo local food. That has been just a real interesting um, look, too. So it, it's very exciting. We, we, I love the work we do here. As you heard me say multiple times, being able to sit down with Frankie was a joy. And if anyone can inspire others to become involved in their community, it's definitely her. Our final segment for today is the second part of my interview with Director Andrea Allen. Please stay tuned after that session to listen to where to find the Delta Center on social media and preview of our next episode. So what are the goals of the Delta Center? What mission or initiatives do you wish to put forward, Andrea? 
So when I was named executive director of the Delta Center, I guess that was in 2018, I had uh, three goals that, that I had set. One was to um, uh, become an EDA university center once again. Um, it's a good and goal to have. It, yes, and because a lot of resources come with that, and to use that uh, to become a model of university support for our rural communities um, that surround all of Jonesboro in Northeast Arkansas. And of course, I'm proud to say that uh, since uh, naming that goal, we have been designated again as an EDA University Center. That's fantastic news. And the second was to deliver professional education courses that meet today's business and industry standards. Um, you know, COVID kind of put a, a little change into everything that we were doing. Um, people here seem to want more in-person and that went away. And so adapting to doing more things online and more offerings online and reaching out with business and industry to see what we could do. We have a great partner with the College of Business. Um, and so we're working on them to uh, develop even more courses that will be offered in the future. And the third goal was becoming the leading regional delegator and advocate for regional projects. And, you know, there are some regional projects we have been involved in, like the uh, future I-57 uh, corridor and seeing that through to reality. Um, but uh, there's lots of other things that we can do there and just building consensus regionally instead of each individual community um, so that together we can all work on big projects and see them become fruitful for all of us. You know, the Delta Center is the Community and Economic Development Outreach Center for Arkansas State University. Um, our services include professional education and training, uh, leadership development, community and economic development, entrepreneurship and innovation services, and we have business incubator and facilities um, available for, for rent at really good prices. Um, I hate to say cheap, but um, <laughs> it, it is a good price. Well, I do have a question for you there. So these incubator spaces that are available from, that are sponsored from the Economic Development Center, do you have to be a student of Arkansas State University to access those or can it be accessible via the public? Well, it's either. Um, uh, for the most part, it has been from the general public that we have leased these spaces um, who has a a new business that they are wanting to scale up and it's a great place to start because it's affordable and equipped and it also has the services available um, through the Delta Center, the Small Business Technology Development Center, anything to help them scale their project up and know how to, you know, apply for a patent um, to build prototypes which comes through A-State Innovate. Uh, and speaking of A-State Innovate, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, the uh, uh, Arkansas State University Innovation System started in 2018. It is a very exciting project. Um, it integrates innovation and support for startups. Um, there's three locations, the garage, which is a maker space located here on campus, the shop, an industrial workspace located in the industrial park, and the lab, which some know as the Catalyst, um, located at the Arkansas Bioscience Institute on campus. Both the shop and lab locations do have the business incubator space we were talking about a little while ago uh, for lease. Now, I've been told that our wet lab space at the lab is um, the, one, of its only, one of the only kind in the Mid-South. So it's certainly something we want to boast and promote to innovators in the science field.
Well, I'm sure that's going to happen, especially since we have so many listeners right now listening to our podcast. Jonesboro is a community area that can benefit from all of these things. So that's fantastic that the Delta Center is involved in that. Yes, yes, it, it is exciting. And I think that, you know, if there's anything positive to come out of the pandemic, um, it will be the acceleration of innovation and entrepreneurship. And we want to help uh, give everyone the tools that they need to further their ideas and help them get to the marketplace. You know, one quick story, um, and, and it's not really about commercializing a project as much as it is just helping during the pandemic, um, but Anchor Packaging out of Paragold was um, uh, producing face shields to to give to area hospitals when PPE were in short supply but greatly needed. And so we partnered with them to 3D print a component of those face shields, and um, uh, they were given to hospitals in this area all the way over to Blytheville and Osceola and all of Northeast Arkansas. And so that's one of the things that I'm most proud of is that we were able to help during the pandemic with that. And, and now just all of these great ideas that are coming out of the pandemic. I don't know if people were just at home for a long time looking around <laughs> and came up with ideas, but there's some really good things going out there and we want to make sure that we give them every tool possible to help get that to the marketplace. Well, it's funny that, um, you know, innovation is a topic that keeps coming up and that seems to be what's derived from the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, people are becoming very creative. People are using these, this opportunity to kind of explore that idea. So it's cool to know that that was, that what happened in our area and especially in Paracold, we were able to participate and directly impact the COVID-19 pandemic. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's been a fantastic talking with you and we look forward to having you for future episodes as well. Thank you so much. The Delta Center team can be reached via our social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our website can be accessed via the Arkansas State University website or at astate.edu forward slash delta ced forward slash. Our phone number is 870-972-3000. On behalf of the entire Delta Center team, we thank you for your interest and support. We welcome your feedback and recommendations for future topics and guests that might be of interest or meet a need in your community. Please make plans to join us for the next Delta Pod episode. We will be visiting with Dr. Paco, Chief Economist and State Economic Forecaster at Euler, where he will give an economic overview of Arkansas during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is Delta Pod signing out. Have a good night.